The following episode will discuss mature themes. Viewer discretion is advised. I was gonna prepare. Um, I've started already, by the way. I was gonna prepare like some some notes, but I was like, you know, uh-huh. I was like, fuck it, let's let's just let's go off, off the top of my head. Let's just wing it. You know, I'm yeah. good at winging it. Yeah. My entire job. Same days. How, how how are you doing, man? It's been it's been a while. I'm. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I adulting things. Life. Um, what about you? How are you? I'm I'm alright. Um, I guess the biggest update that I have is that um I might be put up for discharge from military service. Uh huh. Don't have I told you that? Yeah, yeah, you did. Oh, I'm I just did. wondering if that's going through or not. Um, I have an appointment coming up with like a bunch of like psychiatrists. Right. They'll, they'll be, I'll basically be put in a room, um, and they'll just be inter- interviewing me about like like what what's causing like my distress. Mm-hmm. It's a bit odd because like the I went for an appointment before before the upcoming one. Mm-hmm. I think it was like two weeks ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago, and the guy was like, "So what is it about your job that?" Um, Causes you to be unable. What, what is it about the, your job that that you're unable to do? Like, it, it does office. He was like, he actually asked me, does does office work like cause you any any like anxiety or, or does it cause you any distress? I'm like, no, no, no. It's not the it's not the work. Like, I can do work, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not asking or the the reason why the doctor gave you a memo. It's not because like like typing words causes anxiety. Mm. It's the fact that I have mm. to do it. First of all, uh, it's not voluntary, right? Second of right. all, it's not voluntary on the basis of it being a military organization. <laughs> That's true. Right. So I was like, I was like no, no, no. It's it's not it's not the the work itself. I'm I'm very much capable, and if anything, I'm actually willing to do it, and I've demonstrated that before, right? But it's just like oh, yeah, yeah. You are okay. Sorry to take a sip of water. Like no, I'm, I'm like I'm willing to do it. And even my, um, I was I was actually told, because I was hospitalized for like a month, right? I, I told you. Uh-huh. I was hospi- uh-huh. hospitalized for a month. And when I came back, one of my supervisors, um, he, he's like a higher up, uh, much higher up than my immediate supervisor. He was like, oh, oh your your immediate supervisor has been, you know, has has like been high, holding you to high, to like high regard among among the others, and he he oh. always he always speaks very well of you and and. Uh, um, he says that you're very capable and hardworking. I, I mean, I'm not trying to flex, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's, saying, like, that's the shopping that we all know anyways. Thank you. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but, but well, I guess, yeah. So even in, in my head, I'm like, yeah, it, it's not that I can't do the work. I, I, I can do the work if I'm asked to. It's just the the whole military thing is taking its toll on me. I mean, obviously, because right. I, I got hospitalized once, right? So it's like... Right, right, yeah, right. Causing trouble. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping you get out of it. I mean, if that's what you want, at least. I mean, from the sounds of it, if that's what you want. Yeah, you'd rather be out of it rather than in yeah. it. Yeah, I. Mm. I mean, honestly, I've been over the past week. I've no past week. Over the past year, I've been convincing myself that I'm gonna follow through with it because I mean, I mean, propaganda works in in marvelous ways, yeah. right? Yeah. But re- recently. E- like my, my therapist and my my parents even they're like you know what it's better if you just go to like if uni. you end this and then you start uni soon because then you'll be doing right. s- you'll actually be studying and, and you kind of want to study anyway right so it's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and you'd be on your path to actually like yeah. your future and, and then getting yeah path. yeah and, and even my, my supervisor was like i i much I, he told me i'd rather have you like in a place that is where you can basically come to your senses and you'll be a lot more mm-hmm. at ease with mm-hmm. like your your mind and your soul i'm like Damn, damn, my, my guy, like, thanks. My man, so, my guy, they're really trying to get into you. But, but I mean, I'm excited once you get to university life. Hopefully, yeah, inshallah, you'll get to inshallah. university. But I'm excited for you. That means yeah. you're going up in the world. Not like so, the military is not up in the world, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean... Like, I mean, I guess, I guess I'll be actually making the steps that count in terms of what I want right. to do, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, I was just wondering, people do like, I mean, once you get through the military and stuff, people really do like to stay in it, don't they? Yeah. I was, I was actually talking to um, my therapist about, about all, all these things, right? And mm-hmm. then I, I told her, um, I mean, one of my biggest takeaways is that as much as I don't like the military, like, I have a huge amount of respect for. Um, people yeah. can put themselves through it and like actually stick it through, like which, which is why, which is why I mean, as as much as it's it's, it's a controversial topic, I I genuinely like um, the attitude that Americans have for their own military because it's like these are people who like willingly put themselves through mm-hmm. inhuman mm-hmm. inhuman conditions, right? So That's like true. I I I wholeheartedly respect it if you go into it voluntarily and you you genuinely think that this is. Like you can put up with all that stuff to serve your country. Right. That being said, my 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 therapist did she did tell me one thing that um I, I forgot to factor in. She was like, like if you think about it, um all these sit- like the situations and the the workflow and the workforce that you know, mm-hmm. encompasses military organizations, most of the times they are, they are more more suited for people who are, you know, uh narcissistic and, and I don't I don't mean like in the offensive way narcissistic I mean like they genuinely have problems right and yeah then, like problems with like ego and narcissistic personality they want that disorders sense of, and they want to carry on yeah antisocial personality disorders like those are huge like I guess oh should I join the military what this is should <laughs> no, I no. okay 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 it's actually a um a huge misconception. Antisocial personality disorders re- refer to um, your psychopath and then your sociopath. Yeah, yeah. I'm aware. Oh, oh, okay. You meant that. Okay. I, mean, I, I was know. just talking about the narcissistic, but oh, no, I've narcissistic. done. I've done way too many, too much research about mental health and stuff. I mean, oh, good, good. Mind you, you, I have been good on you. the therapist friend <laughs> for oh, okay. a while now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I get you. Thank you, though. <laughs> I mean, at least you're self-aware, dude. Most people aren't. Mm, <laughs> that sounded true. condescending. <laughs> well, if the shoe fits. Yeah, true. That being said. Um, I mean, speaking of moving on in the world, I was browsing through Instagram stories and I saw Aisha Nordfall. She posted something that Mr. McLean said about them not being able to like follow instructions and that they're gonna go out oh. into the, in, go out into the real world soon oh. I mean there's they <laughs> post so much and I'm not even quite sure anymore w- which one but 
that's harsh. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, but she, he wasn't like berating them. No, no, no. He, he, mm. I mean, he's a sweet guy. Um, that but, like, he, like that that statement in in my opinion, like, I don't know. He, when when I read that, and I thought of of when when we were back in in Jubail, and mm. I I was being told. Oh, you're gonna be out in the real world soon, and then now that I'm here in Singapore, I don't think I'm I'm there yet, honestly. But here's the thing: I don't know if it's because of the military that's like limiting my 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 scope, my sphere, mm-hmm. or is it like the place itself? Or? Mm, I don't like the concept of the whole. When you get to the real world, I'm just like, I'm sorry. Did other therapy sessions that I had back in high school not the real world? Yeah, Whenever yeah. they associate the real world, it's always like, oh, like, you know, the sex, the drugs, the alcohol, the divorce. Like, that's yeah. the real world. Like, why is it so negative? Yeah, but I do true. get you. We're still sensing, um, we're still a little bit part of that guarded, like, you know, mm. kind of a family still takes care of us. We have, like, kind of like daddy's money kind of life. So it's not, we're, we're not exactly out in the real world yet. True. The true. real, real world. But once you graduate and get over this, mm. my, my, the military, that, that's as real as the world's going to get. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, once I, it's into effect. Yeah, I, I thought so. But I don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm, not trying to sh- I'm, not, I'm not trying to shit talk any, any, anyone, of, of course, right? But like, I mean, especially since, like, I mean, these people are what, 18 years old. Um, mm. the, the oldest I've oldest person I've met who's enlisted is like what 20 24 25 that's young yeah it's still young like right? we're barely developed yet yeah and these are all people who are enlisted and like they're all like everyone still acts like I mean of course because it's conscription right so you have to go mm. but the thing that's funny is that all, all of them including me still we kind of still act like kids where oh, we're basically sure. being babies babysat which is i i guess it's where where i thought i'm like i'm not exactly a, a full adult yet like, i'm still being treated like a kid right yeah and even and f- funny enough um when w- one of my first few uh moments in within SCDF Singapore Civil Defence Force um, uh-huh. they actually said you know, complete. Com- once you complete these two years, and then you can go out to the real world and, and start your life. <laughs> Which I thought I, mean, I was I like, wait, is is this not one step of it? <laughs> is it not the start? Is this is not the. I mean, once I feel like once we serve our independence in terms of like once we start like getting our money and being a functioning member of society, that's when the real world's gonna kick in. True. Um, but we're getting bits and pieces of it. We're getting like the reality, but not the full scope just so. yet you know like you're probably still dealing with banks and you know all that fun stuff like yeah. right yeah so that's that's a piece of the real world we just don't have it fully yet fair enough yeah mm-hmm. so do you think that it's a like the whole real world thing do you think it's just it's it's is, do you think it's an individualistic take on on where you fit in like once you're fully independent when, when to fully self 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 sus Sustaining. Yes, there you go. Once you're just fully self-sustaining, then you're like, okay, you're part of the real world. Right. No, my brain is thinking. Um, <laughs> this is so funny because, like, 
I can I can safely say, yeah, I am part of the real world now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Out of all the things that I've seen in the past two years that I have lived here, um, in comparison to the you know the twelve or so years I've lived in Saudi, I can I'm like, yeah, this is what the real world looks like. But then again, very it is very much on an individual basis because some people, because the real world is different for for different people. You know, yeah. the rich the the real world for the rich is a lot different than the real world for the poor, but. I feel like adults always associate the real world with endless responsibilities and endless yeah. negative things and yeah. unfortunate like mishaps that can occur. But I'm I'm I mean I I want to say I'm partially there in the real world. I'm still taken care of. I still have my limitations because my parents still set limitations for me, and I know I can't cross them. Um, not in terms of like religion or like the, more like you know you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that because you know they're still paying my way through. Yeah. Um, you everything. But when like just today, you know, part of the real world is realizing that you got to set time to talk to your friend, and then you got to uh-huh. set time to clean the, the flat, and you got to set time to do laundry. You got to you got to do so much yeah. just yeah. to live. Um, it's a little bit tiring. Yeah. Are you like? Do you feel like you're in the real world? I mean, partly, I guess, cause well, I feel like I'm I'm in the real world for. Uh-huh. For the most part, except for um, finances, because pretty much oh, yeah. every, everything else is like I I am like I like I I manage my own like any applications that I do I manage on my own. I mean, some people still mm-hmm. I have I have mm-hmm. friends here who are still like dependent on their parents for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I say this? Apart from was... apart from like school and rent, everything mm-hmm. else I pay on my own. Um, oh, I do get okay. a, I do get allowance from my parents every, like a, a month, but it's a fraction compared to my national service allowance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Right, so like everything mm-hmm. else I pay on my own. Um, See, when it comes to like money talks, like once you reach the whole money concept, then it's like yeah, you are part of the real world. You yeah, know? I have. Because I work and I actually do get income, like the bad bitch. I'm sorry, like yeah, the bad bitch yeah. that I am. Um, yeah. You know, stuff that I want will <laughs> no, cover you know, out of my income, and and that's part of. It. Funny enough, I actually I was talking to um, a friend a while back. I forgot who, and then I wrote on a little bit of post-it note in front of me. I have it right in front of me, staring at me. And I was like, part of the meaning of life. I always break it down to yourself, faith, family, friends, love and relationship, money, career, education. Um, and then charity, which is a big question mark. So I feel like if you want to engage in terms of the real world, look into these different aspects of life and think about where you are. Yeah. But that's that, that's a pretty good summary. I mean, charity is a well. I charity. I word it. Yeah. Dif- I I word it differently. Uh, I'll, and I'll I'll I'll. I'll go a bit into like my recent thoughts on on my purpose in life Mm. so i was um i was watching okay well background background info uh because i'm i'm working on my book i've been delving a lot i've been delving a lot into norse mythology and i've learned i've learned so much about this ancient religion i'm i'm actually in love with it quite a bit um norse isn't like Nordic, like like, like Viking, like Thor, yeah. Odin, Loki, <laughs> like the, the like characters. how to train your dragon kind of people, like yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nordic people, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no problem. 
yeah um it's 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 a fascinating religion but you know one of this this one guy he i mean there, there are several youtubers on 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 youtube on the internet mm-hmm. that you know talk about these kind of things and one of these people he was basically talking about the the process of making offerings to spirits and like mythical creatures because back back then they believed that I, I, i've learned is that i mean obviously they believe they believe in their many gods because i mean they're, they're polytheists but they also yeah. believe that you had to respect um like elves uh dwarves like like they believe that these these things and they, they still do believe that these things are real right mm-hmm. we just mm-hmm. can't see them right but uh and so because they, they're kind of like your neighbors so every now and then you, you do have to you know have have offerings and rituals that you know show that you know you want to live harmoniously with them and this guy right. he was talking about um you know how do you venerate or give pay respect to the 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 world around you the earth right around you especially since if you're in america technically it's not your land <laughs> your land is, is first of all it's across the atlantic ocean second of all it's technically another religion's land right that's true so he he was mm-hmm. talking about that aspect of it and then he went deeper into it and he talked about well what does going out into nature do for you as like a a Norse pagan and he stated that uh if you want to well he 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 split it into personal life and your real world like real world life, real world life yeah he yeah. stated that okay when you when you when you're out when you're you know tending to your home and your family and when you're doing your job and you're you're meeting people and you you know having conversations like that like that's mm-hmm. you, you technically it's kind of like you you having a, a a cup and a goblet and you're emptying it out into the world mm-hmm. and then when you, you like when, when you do that you can only empty out so much and then the goblet will be empty right and right. Ob- obviously you can't pour any more out so you, he said basically your trips to you know going to appreciate nature is your act of filling it up back again so you can push that out onto the world and like impact the world by your means when, when you mean by nature like yeah. actually are you talking about like you know like the whole like camping world hiking kind of like let's yeah, go, yeah. like like that, that kind of okay that kind of stuff kind of go, going back to square one in terms of like our primitive roots to say the yes least. yes exactly like, uh, right. first of all that's super interesting i'm not yeah. i'm very confused because i feel like then it's become such a, a dying a dying society because I, I i didn't assume it to be a religion i assumed it to be more of a culture and a and a society rather mm. than a, and i'm sure there's probably a religious aspect towards it but just you know hearing it i guess i, I like to compare things to modern day and kind of understand what the modern day oh, yeah. version of things oh, yeah. like so you know hinduism very much in terms of um appeasing to the different deities out Poly- there and different yeah deities, yeah different things um but w- when you're talking about in terms of you know, giving back and regeneration and paying respects to what, well, to the elves. I will associate the elves in the whole, that will be paying respects, you know, to um, the community and the kind of the people that you live with. So I guess in our world, a lot of it comes from from money. So the charity aspect oh, yeah. that we just touched on, oh, um, yeah. trying to give, trying to get the, the money, you know, just to support whether that's 
activism things that we want to do or just giving charity to help the poor or whatever it may mm. be mm. but now I feel like a lot of us especially our generation is probably on the rise to regenerate back with um, with the earth considering the yeah. environment issues that we're facing yeah. um, so I mean that was it was just it was interesting something definitely definitely I'm thinking about because yeah. we kind of don't think twice about these kind of things you know yeah yeah and you another point he brought up was the fact that um, how many times have we like had something sweet for dessert and then right after that we eat an apple and then you're like oh this apple's like, nicer it's it's not nice at all because he ate something so sweet and so like uh, artificial right that's true and he was saying like even in the small small um, aspects of our life uh, when it comes to nature like eating fruit like we kind of we've kind of numbed ourselves to the idea of what something is when it's nice because we've like pampered ourselves too much when he said that I was like damn that's that's pretty it's small but it it, it yeah. definitely has a huge impact in terms of mm -hmm. what he's trying mm -hmm. to say right I mean basic economic laws supply and demand we as yeah. humans we have an infinite infinite amount of uh, demand and we've always built up our innovation in terms which is great you know we always want more to do more to be more so an apple to us is not as good as an apple pie or an apple cake or whatever it may be so I mean I guess the one thing the one thing and even now it's a little bit more um, that we always tie ourselves back to is water. Let's be real about that. You know, because people yeah. don't necessarily, it's like, oh, I don't want to climb a mountain, I don't want to go, you know, to the forest and the beach and stuff, but water is such a necessity in terms of our everyday life. And for me, it's a very strong regenerative power. Oh my gosh, I sound like a Pisces bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> my horoscopic ass. Carla's gonna fit. love this episode. Indeed she will. Shout out to Aquarius too. Air. I don't know. Anyway, you're talking about yeah. water and its regenerative aspect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, if you think about it, you know, we want to walk back to nature. That to me, you, we drink water every day. Water is part of our life, it's part of our cooking, it's part of our body. Every time you want to refresh yourself, you go take a shower or a bath, right? Mm. So, water is definitely probably the only thing that we still tie. And I'm, this is such a far fetched, a little, such a niche little point that I'm bringing out here. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all I gotta say about it. Yeah. Um, I guess on the, I mean, on the topic of, I guess, Norse, Norse mythology. So I, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll speak more about that. And then I, I, I wanted to ask you a question about role models, right? Cause, um, right. the sort of thing about <laughs> that I learned about Norse gods is, is that, um, and this actually applies to Greek gods as well, it, to some, to some aspect. Because um, the thing is, well, w one of the reasons why we th we we think this way is because of the Christianization of Europe and and how that technically mm -hmm. like slaughtered pagan religions. Mm -hmm. But apparently, what 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 I've learned is that these, like I guess, deities that that people worshipped and still do worship, they're less of like deities that are assigned a specific role and more of personalities or, or characters within like a narrative of of life or fate whatever you may call it and yeah so it's, it's essentially instead of in, instead of seeing like yeah so instead of seeing Thor as just the the god of thunder 
mm-hmm. you kind of have to see that okay who is he he's a you know he's a loyal husband a, a good right. father uh, and, and a good son you know he mm-hmm. likes to drink and he's very friendly uh, but he will kill all the giants because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he's just like that um but he you know he's a happy go lucky guy and he's super supportive right and then his father odin is a very wise guy you know he's a god of knowledge and wisdom uh but he's very passionate about it and he does he, he's he actually goes out searching for wisdom to help the people closest to him like his his son balder has um nightmares about the the end of the world and mm-hmm. and he's like oh i need to f- figure this stuff out and what i've learned is that when you call onto s- or when you venerate specific deities you, you sometimes you venerate them not just because oh i want rain so i'll I'll venerate Thor. You actually venerate them because of their own I- individual personalities. Like, right. you want to, um, you know, you, you want to call upon Thor if you want someone to, like, have a beer with, but you want to call on Odin if you want, you really want someone to challenge your thinking. Which yeah. is really cool. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that got me to think about um, UFC, <laughs> the UFC and, and, and boxing. Um <laughs> I'm at, I'm stepping out of my realm here, but give it a go. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a go. Yeah. So okay. So well, because here's the thing, right? Because well, I guess the reason why it got me to think of that is because the UFC is you know MMA and there's so many disciplines, um, mm-hmm. and the funny thing is everyone kind of picks their their favorite, yeah. obviously, and and people always pick their favorite because of certain um, attributes, of course, right? Yeah. But the thing is. Like like my like my dad likes this guy. His name is Jorge Masvidal. You probably haven't heard of him, but no. <laughs> he says he likes that guy because he's he's a brawler. Like he, when he when you see his fights, he likes to go in and re- really like swing swing hands, mm-hmm. you know. And like I mean, like, like 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 tits to the wall, just straight up. Just he like he likes really swinging his hands. Uh, but for someone like me, I like um s- someone like Conor McGregor, who is. Mm-hmm. Very calm and calculated, but I'm aware of him. But yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, oh, yeah, because he's the he's a big shot, right? Like he talks, <laughs> uh, he talks so much, but his fight style is so so calm and he's so like calculated, uh, until of course he fell off because he he stopped fighting. That being right. said, um, I was drawing the con, uh, I was dra- drawing comparisons between the two. And I was thinking, well, here's the thing, though. When you, when it comes to like the Norse gods and people like respecting them, it's like yeah, because they have little to no negative traits, right? But the problem with f- fighters is that they have a lot of negative traits, like That's a true. lot, right? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. not. But unfortunately, nowadays, um, I mean, obviously, we 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 pay attention a lot more to the re- the like real people who have terrible traits. Mhm. I was or, I mean I was about to say it's like you're comparing like the Nordic religion to yeah, human being. I mean, of course. Just, well, I I guess I guess the thing that I was getting at was that I was I was trying to think about I guess characters within individual narratives and and mm-hmm. and I guess attributes that cause people to look up to them and the variety between them. Mhm. I I was going to say before before we jump into the whole character and human aspect of it all, just tying back to your point in terms of um, 
the Nordic religion and then you know the the, the Greek mythology uh, mythology um, those all of them we kind of have because we are human we kind of have to paint them as one thing right yeah. just to make us like yeah we have to understand them but at the end of the day they are also characters yeah um, all of them have a story because you don't we don't just go be like oh yeah the Zeus I mean or Poseidon that's a, you know that's yeah. this and that's that almost all of them will have some kind of story or stories yeah. um, attached to them and we use that. Well, back then they will use that, and I think we all kind of trickle it down to this day to to it's kind of follow one, or, or yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely guide our lives w- uh, around it because a lot of the stuff you know history always will always continuously repeat itself. Right, there was always mm-hmm. going to be some instances or some situations somewhere out there in the world that will coincide with whatever you are dealing with right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like was it who's who's the goddess of war? Hera. Uh, Athena. Athena. Well, it's either Athena or Belluna. No, is Roman. Athena, Athena. Well, yeah, I mean, whoever it may be, like, her existence will always be thought about, will always be used, especially people who do still follow Greek mythology or the Greek traditions and stuff, um, because war is going to be something that is going to happen, and it's still going to happen no matter how big or small, depending on what scale it's going to be. So, I mean, again... It's becoming such a such a dying conversation now, which which is good that you actually bring this up. You know, you're you're carrying on, you're carrying on sort of the cultures and traditions and looking into it beyond just the oh here's some fun little you know Netflix mythology show about Greeks or whatever it may be, or here's how to train your dragon. Um, you're truly looking into the different aspects of it, but looking into what you were talking about in terms of the USC fighters and kind of your parent, your dad and your take in looking at people. Yeah. Are they USC fighters, MMA fighters? I'm not sure. Um, uh, I mean, UFC is uh, it's like a competition. A- MMA is a sport. It's like Olympics and then you have different sports. UFC is like the title and like the sport is MMA. Six. So you, you're, okay. right, you're right on both ends. I'm good at foosball. That's as far as I go, kind of with sports. <laughs> like that's that's my realm. Um, I like how the characters do not have a name to them or a body. Uh, so, it, it's I get it in terms of yeah, this is what I like about somebody. But at the end of the day, I don't particularly want to say. Just trying about to the whole role models question when you yeah. when you did it to me, I can't say one person in this world. Where I'm just like yeah, that is my role model. We can have people we like. Yeah. We can have characteristics and bits and pieces but everybody is so ridiculously flawed both Mm. even even in the mythological mythological i can't english that one in the greek and nordic um traditions and stuff even their deities and stuff is flawed somehow yeah um and and we know that it's not you know y'all can fight with me on that but (laughs) (laughs) look it's so flawed to the point where just like there's it's not it's not easy for us kind to look up and I guess now with the you know the three Abrahamic religions of you know looking at the God one God who is omnipotent yeah. and omniscient and all that and even yeah. then I'm like there's still quite a so, bit of flaws yeah still quite a bit of something here and there wrong with with the religion especially when times yeah. move forward mm-hmm. um, but but yeah I mean why do you like like who's your role model actually let me just turn the question back to you. That is not Conor McGregor. Conor? Is that, him? Is that his name? Conor McGregor, yeah, Conor. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, who is my role? 
when you, you ask me this you're question. Talking about, you're talking about a real person, right? And doesn't necessarily have to be a real person. Oh, it doesn't have to be. Oh, who? I mean, a role model is a role model, regardless of. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Hmm. It's a good question. I don't know. Why you I, 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 I mean, I, I didn't think of it myself. <laughs> give, 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 give me like a moment. Give me like a moment. All right. Well, while you do, I'm gonna keep talking because. When you posed this question to me, I sat there and I was like, well, you posed this to me about a week ago, and the whole week I sat there and I was like, I, I want to know who my role model is. And for the longest time, and up to this day, I'm not, I can't find a solid name, right? I, I can go down the very, my role model is my father and my mother, but I'm like, mm, yeah, I love Ooh. them, but... Yeah, yeah, true, true. You know, th- there's bits and pieces and characteristics from everybody, from different people yeah. you know, that we and we look up to. But trying to find that one role model to fit all, impossible. There was actually a, I forgot who made the speech. Ah, it was it was um who was the guy who who acted in Interstellar. I'm not quite sure. I can look it up though. <sighs> what's what's his name? I I don't know why he, his name is on the tip of my tongue. Is it, he's the like uh he was on Dallas Bias Club as well. He was on Dallas Bias Club as well. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. That he he made a, a speech when he accepted the, I think it was an Academy Award for for Dallas Bias Club, and he he st- he stated, you know the, um. Three things that keep him going, right? He said, uh, the first thing is what. What he someone he looks up he he looks up to, uh, mm-hmm. he he looks no no someone he looks forward to, someone he mm-hmm. looks up to, and mm-hmm. someone to chase. Oh yeah, so he he basically stated that you know the person who look who he who lo- he looks up to is I think his 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 father, uh, someone someone to look forward to is you know his family. But mm-hmm. he said, he's, he answered the last one by saying, someone asked me way back then, who's your hero? And he stated, my hero is, you know, there's so many things to, to think about. And it was after, a week after he stated that, oh, my hero is me in 10 years. And then 10 years later, the same guy asked him the question, who's your hero? Then he said, uh, or he, he said, do you think that you're, you're the hero that you thought you were? And he said, no, no, I'm, I'm not even close. Right? And then he said, well... Then now my hero is me ten years from now. It was re- basically it was a really cool like discussion of like y- you you kind of have to keep looking not up to yourself or, or you kind of mm-hmm. want to keep okay. striving to be the person you're gonna be tomorrow, but at the mm-hmm. same time making mm-hmm. sure that there's always room for improvement. Uh, it's good that you. I'm so glad that you said that because there was a split moment in time in my thinking about this. I was like, "Can I say it myself?" I was like, "No, I do not want to be a narcissistic, like conceited person to be like, yeah, my role models myself." Because how dumb do I look saying that? But yeah, I mean, <laughs> if if I was, <laughs> but if I was like just looking back at me two years ago, sitting down in high school, no, two, what, three years ago now, sitting back in senior year. Oh my god, I would look at myself now and be like, ago. "I want." Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 2019, 2021, yeah, two years ago. I would sit down and look up to my seal, myself now, and I'd be like, whoa, you know, I want to be where he is. Yeah. So I definitely agree with Matthew McConaughey, but even even him, he couldn't, you know, pinpoint one person. He had yeah. to have an array of people. We always have our deck of cards of people that we want to look up to because yeah. we want 
their little their little bits and pieces, and we want to incorporate them into our lives. So yeah. very much, I do look up to my father in terms of economic stability, in terms of sharing. You know, we all get like what we want, being able to support us, being able to send us to university. So I would love to have his kind of life. Yeah. Um, not with the degree I'm having, no shade, no tea, but you know, journalists out there, like we might need to reconsider, might switch over to PR, but um, just, but that's kind of the only thing I, I respect out of him, um, his economic stability. If my mom, um, there are emotional sort of, like the way she kind of protects us and takes care of us, but even then, there are so many things that's flawed in the in the ways of the thinking yeah. that I have engaged in conversation with, um, even my sisters and stuff. And I would just sound like I'm shitting on my family. I'm not. I love yeah. bits, but um, <laughs> you're, you're being you're being objectively critical of them, which is which is perfectly fine. You're not indeed, indeed. You're not being about it. Mm -hmm. But very much, I had to. I want to look at regardless, you know, money of. Um, life and stuff of relationships or, or or religion. I love to look into people's characteristics and how mm. they deal with themselves and emotional maturity and com communication. The one of the mm. biggest things that drive me insane to this point is when I see people's communication skills. I'm very quick to, to figure out um, those who are able to confront, be confronted, or go into confrontation. Yeah. Um, and yeah, were you gonna say something? No, no, I was going to add on to you after you finish. No, no, go ahead, actually. Okay. So I, I think I have the, the answer already. Because um, I, was, I was thinking about it when you, when you were talking. Um, mm -hmm. I guess, like, I... Well, I, I will say these selections are people who live in the modern world. Because if we include ancient, I would be obligated to say Muhammad and Jesus and Moses and all those people in the past. Right. Because right? religion right, right, right. works wonders that way. But um, I guess I I'd say I I I boil it down to three people. Um, my my father because uh, he has a very very good moral compass. Mm -hmm. I I'd say it's one of the things that I admire about him. Like truly mm -hmm. admire about him is that he has a. I I. That he he's he, the, he's just a really very very good man. Yeah, um, I sense that about him. After the moments, I was like, he's he just seems like a very yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm not even saying that because uh, he's my dad, but like there are some yeah. times when I when I would because ha I mean I'm I'm blasphemic I'm blasphemous, right? Mm. Um, and sometimes I would heckle on other people's religions, and he he would be like, hey, no, it's not good. I mean, I would heckle on Islam. Back then, mm -hmm. and obviously, when he told me off, I'm like, yeah, I can understand that. But mm. uh, I was, I was recently, I, I heckled on on another religion, and you know, he told me, don't do that. To which I said, no, I'm not referring to you know the idea in Islam. I'm referring to to that idea in another religion. Yeah. To which he told me, it's still not nice because it's someone else's belief. And right. this was in a on a family chat, so no one else could hear it. <laughs> he told me that I was like, I was, I was like, damn, this this. He's a he's a good man. <laughs> I mean, yes. So so I'd say mo moments like those when when I, I'm like yeah he, he his moral compass, and mm -hmm. then um, who's the guy who married um Katy Perry? Russell Brand. I was like, didn't they break up? They broke yeah, up, yeah. Didn't they? I mean, married. 
married. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, they got they got divorced, right? Yes. But Russell mm-hmm. Brand with with the way he approaches like modern day uh, topics, like I I want to be able to talk about societal matters like the way he does. That being said, I don't like mm-hmm. to get too political sometimes. Um, yeah. Say him. And Sylvia Plath. As in uh, the writer? The writer. Mm-hmm. Sylvia Plath. The feminine? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Why her? Sylvia. I mean, her use of a metaphor and just the, the way she paints. Because I, I, I like to write poems that are atmospheric, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And like, the, like the moon and the yew tree, Ariel, all those are very like... I, I don't know how to... I'm just captivated by by the way she writes, and like seeing the stuff that she went through, and I mean, obviously she ended up. I don't I don't look up to her obviously for the way she took her own life, obviously. Right, right. But um, I mean, I mean, if you take into this into account like the stuff that she's been through, like what she mm-hmm. was going through, and then mm-hmm. what she was able to to draw out of that, I'm like, my go- my goodness, right? Mm-hmm. So I I say those are my my three. It's um, it's an interesting. I don't. Know, it's an interesting kind of set list because it, just hearing Matthew's thing, um, I'm I'm referring to Matthew McConaughey like he's a good friend of mine. Yeah, Matthew, uh, Matthew <laughs> McConaughey like yours. It's we we always have somebody from our day one, right? And it's almost always her father. I don't know why. Um, like in my position, definitely my dad would be very much up there. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't there in the first place, but it's definitely definitely there now. Um. It's not just, I mean, I said earlier on, like 10 minutes ago, economic stability, but there's a lot more to that. And I've actually engaged a conversation with my mother about um, morality between the generations, especially when it comes to uh, Black Lives Matter, feminism, mm-hmm. LGBT lives, mm-hmm. and then um, kind of just general minorities of the world in, in terms of the, through the Western perspective, to say mm-hmm. the least. Um, and a lot of the, some of the morals and stuff, I do agree with her, but then she's like, yeah, this is the part where I don't agree, and I'm like, just, I don't particularly understand why, because you're almost there, you know, you're like 80% there to catch up with the with the new generation, you just don't want to push for that final 20%, and it's now it's a bit of a tiptoe of like, you know, do I look up to her, do I, do I, no, how do I feel about my own mother? Um, mm. And then the other, the other two, kind of, you went down the kind of the perspective political life because I feel like all of us need will have some form of political view mm. um, and the other one fits very much towards your I don't want to say career life or path or education but it fits in terms of the way that you your writing and your uh, need to learn about um, everything and anything really it's just your your deep dive into Passions and and the art of self expression, that kind of stuff. I I, I think yeah is, is, is yeah, yeah. Am I getting it right? Yeah. Like you're you're looking to literature and stuff. And I forgot what was the what course that you wanted to do. Um, psychology. Oh, no, there was another one that we saw. Uh, philosophy. Philosophy. Yeah, yeah. You want to you know engage in oh, those kinds of Oh, you just reminded me of another guy. <laughs> well, who is it? Uh, Albert Camus. And who is he? Um. He wrote the myth of Sisyphus, the, the myth of Sisyphus, and the, ah, I can't remember. But he talks about um, uh, philosophical suicide, mm-hmm. um, and the he does a discussion. I, I, it's like a what, 
200 page book and I haven't finished reading it over the past few months. <laughs> I'm just no. he he basically discusses about the fact that um the world around us is so un like unforgiving. Um and That's he true. basically talks about why how we can keep putting up with it. Oh. Yeah, th- that's okay. what I'm getting from it so far, but but it's yeah. a it's a super well done well done discussion. I, like I I I remember thinking like I this is one guy I I like want to if inshallah when I get my PhD I want to write like this guy. Oh, like, yeah. oh, you're going through for PhD? That's big brain thinking, aren't you? <laughs> like I'm, 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 I might I might tiptoe around masters, but um. <laughs> I'm doing the bare minimum. I've I already worked way too hard in high school. I'm working way too hard now. I can't go beyond that. But the more you're talking about kind of the people you're looking up, just, I can't. I, I've even now, even I, I struggle so much because I'm the type of person that if I do look up to somebody, um, if they don't serve, that means I'm going to place an expectation on them, and I despise mm. that. Put mm. a disappointment. You know, mm. when they disappoint me, I turn around and I'd be like, what in the world was that? And I'm not talking about kind of like the cancel culture of like kids looking up their TikTok stars and James Charles. I'd be like, oh my gosh, what? He was a pedophile? T. This is going I mean, down in history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, and then I'd be like, oh no, we should cancel him. But then they don't. Not like those kinds of people. Because maybe in the makeup industry, yeah, he, he might be an influencer, but whatever. But within my industry, to say at least, a lot of like my teachers and my lecturers, and I couldn't boil down to one because I see them and I'm like, I don't, I'm not there yet with you and I don't want to sound again I don't want to sound conceited but there are some it's people fine. in the world just like oh you know like you are you as your character like I really like who you are I really like kind of how you how you perceive the world and how you talk to people and I'm just like oh like thank you thank you so much for the nice words and the compliments and stuff I feel you know showered with love but now I, I'm gonna feel obliged to behave a certain way and I can't mess up you know and I, I sound like you know I have so many followers or whatever maybe but I don't it's just a matter of I don't like having that sense of expectation because that will somehow, someway mm. kill the person and kill the role model. Um, yeah, yeah, or kill yeah. But... F- Funny you mentioned that. It's actually something that my... Because um, I was talking about, uh, you know, I was thinking to my parents about, you know, religious expectation and, you know, what, what I'm supposed to do in this world, all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I was telling them, I was basically telling them, like, here's the thing, right? Like, even though it's wrong that i i may be exploring other other faiths and i may you know i i criticize my own here's the thing mm-hmm. i am at, at 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 to some degree i am representing my religion well right like i'm That's able true. to i'm able to, i i i've, I've had conversations with like andres and this guy from from work keith um, mm-hmm. I've had conversations with them that were super fruitful fruitful not just for them but for me as well obviously right are you referring to the conversation with Andres as in like the first two episodes that you got? No, no, no. Like, you oh, just personal, our, our okay. personal conversations as well. Yeah. Okay. okay we I basically see. talk about you know religion and the role of everything, and I feel like mm-hmm. I've, I, I mean, I think I've represented Islam pretty well, uh, mm-hmm. and, I, and I told my parents, you know, he, but here's the thing that that's the point of it, right? Like, I'm not supposed to be the the one that they look up to. Because mm-hmm. and 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 because my my dad was like, here's the thing: if you don't, um, and he and of course he wasn't like berating me or anything, but he 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 brought up the the argument. Well, if you are supposed to be a representative of a religion, then shouldn't you be, like, exemplifying mm-hmm. everything that your religion stands for, including routine? Um, and I mm-hmm. and I told him, 
but here's the thing I'm not the one they should be looking up to. You, you, technically, you should was supposed to be looking up to the Uberman, which was Muhammad, right? Right. <laughs> He's the role model. I'm I'm just the guy who just talks about him, and I and I right. think that he did some really good things, right? Right. Because, right? and, and I told them as well. But here's the, here's the thing: if someone looks up to me f- for for religious faith, like and the stuff that I've said, uh, <laughs> they could yeah. very much <laughs> like the stuff that I've said. I, publicly or in private, like I, I could send. I, I won't be surprised if I, it, people say that I could be sent to hell for it, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I, and I told my my parents like, I don't. I'm not the guy you should be looking up to. It's it's my mm-hmm. it's, it's it's the the whoever the messianic figure within the religion is, right? Yeah. But I I mean I guess the what I'm trying to get at is is here's the thing. If you if you do look up to someone for something. Right, or, or mm-hmm. for a certain subject, then should you be throwing away anything else that they do in their life that doesn't pertain to the subject, or should you? Sh- how do you say this? Should should you al- allow the other other things that they do in their personal life to affect that? Like, um, if someone is an actor, an amazing mm-hmm. actor, and and really ha- has done films that. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. discuss the human condition and problems that arise in it, but they don't do certain things like activism because it there are certain things in their personal life that you know may may cause right them personal struggle. Should you let that slide, or is that something that you should really be? I it's guess, <laughs> you know obstructing. You're really you're really making me think today, aren't you? Um, <laughs> Well, I, um, well, I hate to disappoint. We <laughs> <laughs> you, you brought this up um, for last month's episode as well in terms of... Oh, did Hi, Yeah, Ty, you were talking about, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was like an imam or something like that. Oh, and yeah, kind of yeah. Personal life. Um, again, but before I touch on that, I want to I, I briefly talk about the blasphemy expectation of kind of your character and what you talked about. Yeah. Um, I'm actually reading a book. My friend gave it to me. She was like, just try it out. And it's... um. So like it's about a Muslim guy who is like British who is now a drag queen, very LGBT. His name is yeah. Amru, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, I'm reading the, the, through the book, which is very interesting, um, but it's very, very blasphemous on very various oh. levels. And oh. to an extent, I'm I'm reading it and I'm just like, this is this is not intending to shade on the religion. It's intending for a person or an individual to express how he felt within the religion. And oh, I thought. Yeah. And that I I don't disagree with whatever mm. you do, whatever you say, it doesn't directly impact uh, impact me. I can have my opinions about it, but at the end of the day, I fully respect. You know, you are able to actually push the limitations beyond um, what you've just been spoon fed in terms of the religion. Mm. And I love we always talk about you know going back to the religious aspect of it because that will always continually be a controversial controversial a- aspect towards my life because I mean, I'm still not comfortable with pushing those limits. Um. Even when I, you know, read things, hear things, or whatever it may be, mm. because it's been so embedded with me by my parents, mm. um, that's kind of why I'm not the most religious person. I would love to sit down and learn it myself and kind of get my my take and my interpretation of it. But mm. I feel it's like my life is a little bit more straining yeah. with it than without it. And I'm mm. praise be everyone, my parents do not hear this, um, but as they say, this is another version of it coming out. <laughs> But, you know, it's good that you're actually exploring these 
the concepts and stuff, and you're it's good that you're actually go looking into different religions because without you know without understanding everything else, you're not you're you're not pushing or questioning much of anything really. Because at the end of the day, like I still I still practice on certain degrees, not not necessarily routinely, but at the end, like I will say, yeah, I am Muslim, and this is the kind of the character that mm. me as a Muslim and I do love and adore uh, to an extent. Um, does and I try to be a really good person. I try to be an mm. honest person, and I'm just like this is what my religion and my culture has taught yeah. me, right? Mm. Um, I mean, in a society where I'm very much a minority already, being I, I just feel like tarnishing the name of it is uh, the the name of the religion is not my place to do. Yeah, I have my impressions on it, but the Western media and kind of like the whole like Islamist terrorist. Activists, yeah. they're doing too good of a job to to eradicate the religion. Anyways, I'm like, mm, I'll just leave that up to them. Yeah. But when you're talking about, I just feel like it is all just you know cancel culture stuff to this day. Yeah. Um, trying to tie somebody's like looking through somebody to an aspect, whether that's career, love, life, whatever it may be, mm. um, and then seeing their their in like their personal personal views, you will never. You know, you'll, people will never get like a full scope of what somebody goes through. Because I may be an activist, right? I try to be, but I'm not mm. like in practice for a long time because one, it takes a toll on my mental health, and people don't yeah. know that. Or yeah. two, as much as I would love to, you know, take a take a what's it called, like a cardboard box, write something on it, and then mm. go stand in a protest. I do not want to get deported. Thank you very much. Like yeah. I, I have you know, I have my limitations. I have to set through. Yeah, but. Yeah. It's, I say you can always, always contemplate about the people that you look up to and then the characters and how they live life. And um, if you don't particularly disagree with something, right, then take a long, hard look in terms of do you want to continue supporting the person or not. Mm. And a lot of that will very much look into how your morals will clash. So people... You know, like if I look up to somebody, they're great, they're brilliant, and then they turn out to be a serial killer or murderer or um, a pedophile or harasser. Mm. Like that will clash with my moral, yeah. my moral, my morality. I'm gonna be like, no, I can't look up to them. But if I look up to them and all of a sudden they were just, you know, not being kind to somebody in a very bad day, I'm like, yeah, that's something I understand. Yeah, you know, it's you gotta you gotta kind of think about different things, and that's why. I, I don't want to choose somebody. I don't yeah. want to choose somebody. Mm. I don't want to place them on a platform which I know that if once a moral clash, I'm like, who do I look up to now? Sure. You know? So if I put myself up and if I get disappointed at myself, I'm like, great, I know I'm going to be disappointed at myself. What yeah. can I do to change it? Mm. So at least the next, the, the you know, 10 minutes Hussein from now versus me here will be a lot better than what I was. Um, well said. Yeah. Thank you. I, I well I mean I I mean one thing that that kind of poked my info, uh, my my attention I mean I hope I'm not putting you in any uncomfortable any state of discomfort by by bringing up religion I just I just think that it's a a huge part of human condition it's theology and and the way we approach faith right yeah and then obviously me, you and I can talk about Islam because like it, we're, we're both Malay right so I mean I'm fine with entertaining the conversation i actually love to entertain the conversation because i would love to have my kind of my viewpoints i want that sense of people to be like this is what my perspective is because mm. i want you to understand it mm. and i want you to understand this is why i'm living my life the way i'm living my life but i know that if i do put my thoughts out there 
is a very strenuous area that I'm, I'm walking into because, you know, there's too much is at stake if I did do something like that. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, it's not like my parents know that I'm doing that. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, so, would you say that you don't have any role models? Safe to say that you don't have any role models as of now? Um, or you don't have any set role models? Like, you're like, I look up to this one person. I don't want to say no, I don't have any role models because, damn, like, that means I'm not competing or trying I mean, to be better than somebody else. I mean, yeah, but... but um, I, guess I can, you know... I say that in a broader sense of, like, because you're avoiding that, that like, ine- inevitable setup and then them letting you yeah, down yeah. And, and the destruction of that, I guess, narrative for them or for you, mm-hmm. right? Like, say, I say mean, that you it... don't have any d- definite ones. No, but I, I mean, I, I, I want to safely say, you know, my dad, my mom to an extent in certain uh, areas um some of my friends and the way kind of they they live their lives um and then there's actually a really good like a few artists here and there uh i forgot what his name is i can't i can't pin his name right now but as long as i'm able to be like yeah it's nice to see kind of my worldview being represented yeah. or like kind of my darkest secrets out there in mainstream media mm. um i'm just like it's nice to be able to see that and be like oh like i do have somebody out there that i can look up to not necessarily a role model mm. but just look up to because yeah. they're doing what i can't do you know oh okay actually you you, you, you kind of hit an interesting point because i was actually gonna, gonna ask you about something um well that i'm kind of passionate about so we talked okay. about um you know the real world, and we talked about uh, heroes and, I guess, mm-hmm. role models. Mm-hmm. But, I guess talking mm-hmm. about heroes in the, in the 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 fictional world, um, I, I want to talk about superheroes in in comic books. Oh, fun. Did okay. You, did you have any? Do you have any? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to start walking into you know the Marvel and DC world in order for me to. Be like, yeah, yeah, these are my superheroes. Uh, no, I do not have one. Um, I can only just say, yeah, I love Spider-Man because mm. that's the only movie or show I've ever properly watched. And I like the sarcasm of yeah. uh, Deadpool, and that's yeah. kind of it. I mean, but yeah, give me give me your thoughts on it so I can uh, I can think a little I mean, bit well, more. I mean, Spider-Man's a, still a good hero. I mean, it's just an mm-hmm. average teenager who... Is for constantly forced in a, in a, to an adult. Like, like he's an average person with a little yeah. bit of, you know, with a little bit of fun. So, yeah. I I think mine would be um Batman because he he's a he's a human being who essentially rivals like God like mm. God like like Superman, Wonder Woman, mm. Flash, all those people. I I feel like Batman would be, would it would be my superhero role model. Um, but but I guess what I what I wanted to ask you about was, okay. So I I don't know when this this happened, but we're talking about representation, right? So yeah. Mar- Marvel released their n- latest like line of superheroes. It's called like New Generations, called oh. New Generations. Okay. It's not New Generations. It's something else. Let, let me search it up. Uh, Marvel. New safe space. There you go. Okay, the new warriors. There you go. 
So Marvel uh, released new superheroes. The mm -hmm. the names are where is it? Are these are uh, I'm I'm looking it up. I'm like are, are these like referring to like the son and daughters of actual? Uh, like, is I, it don't that one? I, I don't think they're like sons or daughters, but they're they're, they're basically a, a a slew of new, I guess characters. That we're, mm -hmm. that we're trying to they're trying to introduce. So the first one is called Screen Time. He's a he's a boy who gets his superpowers literally from the internet. You know, oh, and another one is B Negative. It's a, a goth vampire guy or girl. Um, mm -hmm. But there were two that were really um, controversial. One okay. of them, they're, they're two you know brother sister. Um, one of them is titled Snowflake, and the other mm -hmm. one is titled Safe Space. Okay, I'm actually on it right now, so I'm, yeah, look, I'm looking at it? it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and then the other one is Trailblazer. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about about what they're trying to represent, right? Mm -hmm. But nowadays, mm -hmm. but this is not the only. The, this is not the only. Um, I guess. Side note: Screen time is just screen time is just a plagiarism of Ben Ten. Anyway, exactly. I, I thought the ex <laughs> I thought the exact same thing, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I there there have been a there have been a slew of superheroes nowadays that are you know pushing for inclusivity, in right. terms of you know body positivity and race and right. gender and you know sexuality all this kind of stuff, um, mm -hmm. but at some point it seems like corporations like these are just pushing, pushing these characters just for um, the sake of having clout, and not actually having um. Actually, yeah, actually having representation and, and good characteristics. So my question to you is: Do you think? What, what do you think about these kind of these kind of? I guess. Um. Before I do, before I Ventures. even step into the characters that you bring mm. up, as somebody who actually works in marketing and communications, mm. and by me saying this, I this is my personal opinion. It does not reflect who I work for or things mm. like that. Just full disclaimer out like that, but. A part of the job, a part of being part of an organization or a company is you have to have to be able to talk about things and have that sense of inclusiveness. Um, mm. But every time I see it happen, I'm just like, I know that we're doing this on a marketing level. I know that we're doing this not on the basis that we want to make change. We want to do it because we want to look good. Um, and when an organization, well, the majority of the world um, are owned by uh, the Western or my China, which is just as conservative on their own communistic party. Yeah. But when it's, you know, a group of people trying to, that's already so closed off, trying to represent a group of people that is not very well represented, almost always they have the false perceptions of it. Yeah. Um, and they don't bring in the correct voices to mm. make the correct statement. So my um, student union actually did put out a whole post about Stop Asian Hate, and I read mm -hmm. it, and I'm like... Mm. You know, it was good. It was decent. I don't know who wrote it. It was great, but I kind of just like, okay, what now? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, do you yeah, yeah. like what 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 happens next? Yeah. Like looking at this, snowflake is just such a very sensitive term. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and looking into it, because our generation, we kind of fall. We are Gen Z. We won't deny yeah. that, but yeah. we fall on that cusp. So we are a little bit more in tune to like dark humor or exactly. things like that, exactly. but we are malleable to change. We are mm. easy. Like I don't mind being called a snowflake. Yeah. You know, snowflake 
to our generation means sensitivity, yeah. right? But there are certain limitations. Like if you identify as an animal, I don't know how comfortable I will be to call you like a meowth or whatever it may be. Yes. Like I, I, you know, um, I'm not too sure about safe space, but it's just interesting how they're associating um, darker skin tones yeah. with with kind of like the more inclusive characters to say the least like yeah. screen time we get it you know that's every average boy ever that ever uses the internet and plays I games i think he's asian though yeah screen time is asian, I, mean, right? I i guess i mean i don't know i thought it was more like latin american but it wouldn't make sense oh yeah he's latin american um, sorry sorry and then b negative is just a very niche very niche group of people in the world but you know <laughs> Snowflake and say okay, space. Well, well, okay, the, the story behind being negative is that he, uh, he or she, it's a, it's a, he's actually a vampire. So it's not they're not, unless you're talking about goth, then it's different. Sorry. Right. I mean, yeah. there are some people out there was a little bit. Yeah. That's just an interesting. Like you know that that was fun. That would the, the definitely seemed like a fun character to add. It yeah. was like it was a vampire. I, you know. I I I love being negative, and yeah, I I, I love that that. It's like if if you want to have these kinds of characters, because I mean I I can't sit here and be like I agree with it or I don't because I am not what mm. what I am not, not I'm none of these. First of all, I'm not I'm not a trailblazer. I may be a snowflake, but I'm not black or I'm not yeah. of you know I'm Asian, which is a whole other thing. Yeah, but I'm not also a, a super sized um, super sized no plus size, and I'm not female. Mm. So if they want to engage this conversation, who people who do look like that because that's the thing because some mm. people within those communities will sit there and be like oh my gosh it's so nice for me to see myself represented yeah and then the same people within the uh, within the community be like this is not right in any way possible all right we have so many issues in terms of within activism within the mm. community to the point where it's hard to draw it's impossible to draw the lines of what is and what isn't something like good mm. or bad you know, because in my eyes, if you want to say a certain something, fine, great. But through somebody else's eyes, they'd be like, no, that's not it. You know, that's not right. I'm not saying anything. Like, I, that was just a general example. I'm not yeah, referring yeah. to anything. Yeah, of course. Um, that's actually... But yeah. Excuse me. You actually reminded yeah, me of a very um, important aspect of it. Because I, I, I'm, I'm a bit... I'm, I'm, I, I like to say that I'm a, a lot more objective about it. Um mm -hmm. But I, I mean, obviously, the more objective you get, the more robotic you are, um, right. and right. the more robotic I get, the the less um, I'm actually sympathetic. Not sympathetic, but yeah, I, I guess yeah. In the moment of me being like being like evaluating a certain thing, I, I'm less yes, I, I'm less sympathetic. Uh, you right. kind of reminded me of that because I guess the way the way I see when it comes to these kind of like m movements is that. And there's this guy online, the critical drinker. Um, he, you know, he speaks up a lot of, against like w the woke culture, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's a point that he, you know, as as much as he likes to ramble about these kind of things, he makes he made a very good point the other day. He stated uh, in one of his videos, he stated that the whole point of the superhero is for you to have someone to exemplify everything that you can't do, but not in a way that will you know knock you down, but as for you to like look at them and say, "I want to be like that right 
Right. Yeah. And and he was talking. He was speaking a lot more about you know uh, plus size and um, mm-hmm. the the difference between plus size heroes and really mass like mus muscly mm-hmm. men and women. Mm-hmm. He wasn't talking about you know skinny people. He was talking about just you know like like people who are just well built, right? Right. And so he and he stated that. You know, as as good as it is that you know you you want kids to be confident in their in in their skin and in their their own bodies, which I I'm hundred percent for. Um, mm-hmm. What he I, and I kind of agree with with him when he stated that y- y- yeah you you need to have and and so, like your role models should definitely exemplify something that you can't be. Like the whole point yeah. of the superhero is something that you literally can't be, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. no none of us can fly. None of us can. Like even Batman, right? Right, like Batman. Mm-hmm. Like there's some guy who stated that even if you were like you had Jeff Bezos's money, the, right. the amount of physical toll, the, the the toll that that being Batman would have on your on your physique and your mental health would kill you mm-hmm. in two years. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in in my opinion, in 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 my thought, I was like, yeah, that's that's the whole point of a superhero. I'm not supposed to be able to do this, but there are certain aspects of the story that I can reap from it. And I, right. I guess what I was thinking was, if we, like, how would you say this? Will would pushing um, these archetypes towards more inclu- in, in, inclusive, um, I guess, traits and qualities actually mm-hmm. be detrimental towards that cause or that goal? This is probably one of the biggest gray areas mm. in the world. I will say so. It's it's interesting to engage in conversation like this because I have probably never had a conversation like this before which is great um and again i don't know if i have enough skill set or you know experience for me to respond well but i will say in a society and in a generation where mental health has been on the increase and will be Mm. increasing in the pandemic Mm. before we can take a step out into being a better person Mm. we have to take a step into being comfortable enough within ourselves Mm. so it's i mean it's nice to have it's nice to have these characters to look up to to Mm. those who, who who want to be comfortable you know, at the end of the day, it's like if you want to like look prettier, look skinnier, whatever, those already exists. You know, if you want to have somebody who is better, those we already have them out in the world. We don't have the ones who are the minority. We don't have mm. you know as much as black Asian representation, black and Asian representation, or indigenous representation. Mm. We don't have these other ones. That's why we're putting them out now. Um, there are some people in this world, such as myself. I want to look up to people in terms of trying to better myself, uh, because they have something that I don't. Oh my gosh, this is um, a really funny meme, but you probably won't know it. Um, but it's like you know, you want what I have, kind of situation. Mm. Uh, but some people, it's like you know, I'm fine with who I am, and I don't wish to change it. Uh, but if I'm not understood in mainstream media. Or if I'm not being represented, then you know what's the point? Like I don't have anybody that I can familiarize myself with. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And this is and this is a winding road because, you know, if I if I sat, if I sat here and I was, you know, if I see somebody, if I see a superhero, you know, who are able to do a lot more than I can do right now, 
whatever it may be, or able to express himself a lot better, mm. um, or live his life a lot better than that, I mean, you'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's cool. You know, like I'm comfortable. I want to see mm. somebody out in mainstream and out in the limelight just as comfortable, um, so I can relate to them. But then I'm also gonna have somebody above him to be like, that's kind of the person that I want to be. Um, mm. Oh yeah. But I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure if I'm I'm saying the right things here. But yeah. I yeah. I I mean I think you 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 nail. You 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 hit the nail on the head. I mean it's like yeah you. There's some aspects of these, I guess, forms of media and characters within within them that mm-hmm. should make you feel comfortable. But then there's the 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 epoch of like you need to these right. are qualities and these are traits that you can you 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 shouldn't be able to have. But mm-hmm. this the the push towards attaining them will will definitely benefit mm-hmm. you, right? I mean, yeah. we also we also can't have, you know, the whole romanticization of certain things. So, I mean, as course, much as we, as much as it'd be great to have like a character who is, you know, a superhero, but he deals with a lot of mental health issues, as mm. a lot of people will be able to relate. Yeah. We don't want to be like, oh, we, we it's it's nice to show like yeah, these people, this person is mentally disabled, but look at the things he can do at the superhero level. But mm. we don't want to be like, oh, it's also you know, it's quite cool to be able to have all these things. Then, um, yeah. You know, I, I guess them having the the false sense of attachment of like I can only do this if I was abused or if I exactly. have schizophrenia or if I is actually <laughs> funny that you brought that up. I, I'm just gonna if you don't mind me like like stopping right there just for a moment. Go um, ahead, go ahead. I was I was listening to um, this podcast, the Psychiatry and Psychotherapy podcast. Um, it was mm-hmm. this by this guy, Doctor James. Dr. James Pewter. No, it was David Pewter. And he okay. was he was talking with another another uh practitioner about what people have said, what people were saying after the the film The Joker came out. The film Joker uh-huh. came out. And he was I saying knew, it was su- I knew you were going to bring him up. Yeah. <laughs> and he he was mentioning about the fact that so many people were so enamored by the the character and they were like, mm. oh, some, some fil- this film finally understands me. And mm. yeah, and he, he, he brought up the fact that it's, it's a huge disconnect between what you should be looking up to that movie for and what people really are actually looking for up to the movie for. Right, so right. Yeah, there are certain aspects of Arthur Fleck's character that are very relatable. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I I mean the the con the topic of incel culture were, was a huge problem when it when right. it, of conversation right but mm. I mean you, like even under the layers right stuff about re- rejection from literally everyone you know, like mm-hmm. you know rejection mm. I mean Albert Camus I talked to uh, uh, I, I touched a little on that just now but uh, what Albert Camus says about about that movie uh, about life can very much be applied to that movie you know a world that's unforgiving and you know won't give you a break and how you deal with it right yeah like, those kind of things and the philosophies that you know that, that we apply to our daily lives definitely reflects it is reflected by that movie um mm-hmm. that being said you, you it, it's important to know when to stop because that character right. was a was a murderer right that character right. ended up being a criminal and and he was a sociopath by the end of the movie you know 
yeah, yeah. It, it's it's certainly something that you should really be super self aware. <laughs> So, uh, and and, and when, I guess it plays into the the idea of like not being caught within your own fantasy or within the fantasies that someone else creates, right? Mhm, mhm, mhm. Um, that movie when it released, I was like, I saw the trailer and I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't love clowns. I have a general fear of clowns, anyways. And even though I wasn't scared of the Joker itself, I'm just like the makeup was already there. Yeah. Um. But after hearing a lot, like the first initial reactions from people, I was just like, it was quite, you know, disturbing mm. um, on certain areas. I tried to avoid it for the longest time until at one point I actually was like, you know what, I'll just bite the bullet, um, pun intended, um, and kind of just watch it. And the whole time I was like, I, I powered through it, but I was watching it with my sisters and I'm like, turned off, I don't want to see it this anymore. And it was yeah. so mentally triggering to the point where, pun intended as well, it was, it was so... <laughs> Figuring to the point where I was just like, this is too much, and yeah. um, it was it was a very strong. I mean, thank God for you know, the the rate. Oh, not the ratings. The wasn't it called? I don't remember if there was a trigger warning, but the eighteen plus or whatever. I mean, the twenty one oh, plus yeah. or yeah. the age restriction for it. But there are going to be people out there who is going to look at it, and if they are not mentally fit enough to understand what the movie is trying to represent, or they yeah. aren't aware and be like oh yeah he's doing it why can't i um like the world treats me just as shit as the world treated him and that's why i love him so much um why can't i do it the same way that he did and i'm just like yeah but are you you know you got to be careful how you go about meandering representation of people and of things and of situations because even with the um, you know wasn't it called the the guy who killed during the there was a, it was an Asian incident it was a racial Asian in, uh, Asian incident where the guy who killed eight people if I'm not mistaken and the, and then the police was oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. was you know he was he was having a bad day that's what he called it he had having a bad day and I was like okay this is what we're showing to yeah. young kids I'm just like this is what a bad day can look like and that's fine when in reality is that's not yeah. um and almost the movie itself the Joker movie itself was also kind of give a sense of yeah, like these are the impacts, and you can make do in terms of whether you can decide whether that's morally correct or not. Mm. And I felt like that was kind of the most dangerous, dangerous aspect towards the movie. Um, there was an increase. I don't know if that was statistically correct. There was an increase of suicides after trigger warning um, after the movie, wasn't it? Was it that movie or some other movie? Well, it was. I'm not quite sure, but it was. There was an increase in something, but it wasn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that was. That was. I, I was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That def- there's uh, some mental health related. Um. I, I was going to say schematic. Yeah. Demographic. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I do, I do remember that. I mean, what was your? Because I mean, I don't know. If this is a bit sensitive to walk on, and no, I'm going to be. You don't have to answer the question, but no, it's I, I I remember back in high, back in high school, you you did used to adore, not adore, but look up to Joker. How did you kind of think about the movie? And I, I mean, I thought it was a, an amazing movie. Joaquin um, mm-hmm. Phoenix has always been, in my opinion, one of the best actors ever. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Todd Phillips, um, amazing, amazing director. I've, I mean, it changed my mind about who, the way I view him as a, as a director because prior to that, he d- directed the three Hangover movies, right? 
script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, what? Well, so, in terms of the movie in and of itself, I I really appreciated it. It certainly, I I feel like it gave a, a proper demonstration of. Well, not a proper demonstration, but it it certainly gave it shed light on you know what. Yeah. Mental health. And I, I, how do yeah. I say this? It it, it pro- portrays a fringe. There you go. A fringe a- aspect or a fringe perspective on mental health that mm. no other movie prior to that. Maybe Taxi Driver and like uh, movies like 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 those, right? Like n- n- no other movie has had that much I- impact a- as that movie did, right? So in my opinion, I I appreciated I appreciated it for that. That being said, I mean again representation, right? But that being said, I the, the I there were parts of it that I I genuinely was well, I was pretty um disturbed by. Mm. Um, I mean, um, yeah, if you want to look at it objectively, I do agree with you in terms of you know, um, like acting wise, music wise, cinematic, yeah. like, like it was great. It was it was really well pieced together, and as I feel like people who actually do suffer through mental um, mental illnesses, they're going to be like, oh, this is, you know, this is what the reality of a mental illness can look like. Mm. Um, and this is what the dangerous impact of it is. Mm. Um, and I appreciate, I appreciate that. Like, it was good because I'd be like, oh, by the way, you guys, like, this is what I mean. Like, mm. if we don't keep talking about the conversations about mental health and mental illnesses, then the impacts of it is just as severe um, than anything else. But... Yeah. Again, it was. The, mm. I felt like it was the balance of not romanticizing mental illness was a little bit fine. There's actually a there's some other video essay. It was you know it was actually also a review on Wonder Woman eighty four, the latest one, the latest Wonder Woman mm-hmm. movie, um, mm-hmm. and the guy stated that there's a there's a rule that that movie breaks and it violates this rule that happens. Um, that all writers have to have to pay attention to, and it's actually a rule that I was reminded of through that review. He stated that he stated that one of the biggest rules that you should have as a writer is to make sure that your your piece or your work does not give off an impression or give off a a negative um, moral that you didn't look that you didn't intend for it to happen. Right. To have right, and he basically stated that one of whom eighty four could possibly teach people that you know if you want something really badly and if you have and i mean along the lines of role models the the movie basically could show that if you have a role model and you strive to be like them you might end up turning to a, a you know a, a cheater and oh no 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 not cheater but you you might you know things won't go your way and you end up you know being less of a human being and and right right, like right, right 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 so he stated that that's a, a way that i guess Wonder Woman eighty four completely fails that. But I was thinking about the joke, like when, when, when you, when you, when you talked about, I guess the romanticizing aspect of it. I, I was thinking, like, is there a wrong moral to Joker? Is there a way that you could have, or, or do you think it was? Do you think that the the movie in and of itself, via, yeah, like broke that rule by giving someone else a moral that is wrong that they shouldn't have followed or do you think that the the movie was just a bit too um explicit in the way it portrayed the character mm. and, and, mm. and which which aspect of it do you think sparks the romantic the romantic 
sizing? This is this is hard. <laughs> this is hard. Because um, the thing is, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. My brain wheels. They're functioning, but they're not working. Um, it's the movie. Hold on, just repeat the question to me again, one more time. Okay, so do you think the movie Joker fails mm. to... Well, do you think that it breaks the rule by making it such that there's a moral within the movie? How do you say it? Do you, okay, do you think the romanticizing that comes out of people when they watch the movie is a, it's an aspect, is a result of the, the film having a, a hidden moral that it didn't, it wasn't aware of? Or do you think it, it just, the rom- romanticizing happened just because it was too explicit in the way it portrayed the character? I definitely, I can't, I, I don't want to comment anything tangible. Um, I'm, so I'm definitely going to go with, with the latter. Um, no, yeah, with the latter in terms of, like, I guess it's just the, kind of towards the ending, like, you know, the second half of the movie, how they portrayed the rest of the movie was a little mm. bit like, what the, you know, what the fuck was going on here, mm. right? Because that directly impacts people's emotions. Yeah. Um, you know, logical thinking, moral reasoning, stuff. Be like, what, what, what just happened, right? Mm. But I guess the romanticization aspect towards it, and I could be completely wrong here. It's just, you know, he's had enough, right? Yeah. He's gone. He's been pushed towards the edge, and this is what he's gonna mm. do, right? And oh, some people yeah, can look yeah. at, it, and some people look can look at that, be like, that's what he did. Why can I do that? You true, know. True. Um, and I, I, I don't want to say it's broken any moral compasses. It's broken, for me. It conflicted with mine. I I, I will mm. say that, but I I do not I don't know much about the Wonder Woman movie. Um, but again, even institutions institutions have their own sense of moral compasses. We all, yeah, yeah. In, in journalism and stuff, our ethical codes and stuff. That is our morals. We have to have the some kind of framework that we work under. And in comparison, unlike an individual, an institution has to cover any and all. You know, it's a collection of individuals from different backgrounds, race, ethnic, ethnicities, and stuff to be able to create one succinct moral view. Yes. And it's it's just interesting because you know I, I don't I can I feel like I need to watch the, uh, the Wonder Woman movie now um, in order to understand it better. It's mm. I would agree if they said you know there's a hidden you know an underlying moral that was not picked out of that can negatively impact um, you know people in the society mm. after they've watched it you know because you're what you're doing is you're you're posing a threat you're posing a danger mm. to to the world by normalizing all well, saying like oh this is you know this is normal like this is we're accepting of this yeah um, when in reality it's not so i don't know i feel like there could have been something else yeah. for the joker movie just something else just kind of sweeten the load instead of you know he's like he's the the nice part about it is like oh it's a heavy topic it's a heavy world and I'm gonna leave you feeling heavy as it should be because that's what you know mental illnesses are like um but because you know it's it's framed in a mainstream media because it is out there and it's because it's something that people will consume you always have to be just a little bit more sensitive in terms of trying trying to make things that are bitter a little bit more bittersweet so yeah yeah mm. I don't know that's I mean, interesting yeah, it, was, it was good meditation thank you okay, give me a moment 
Yeah, that's fine. My brain is... <laughs> Throw. I, I think, I mean, yeah. We're, I mean, we're reach, reaching the end. I guess um, one... Uh, I mean, my, my, my closing thought is... Um, so when it comes to role models, um, I, I guess now uh, I... I guess introduce you a bit to to something that yeah. I I listen to. So, do you know who Frederick Frederick Nietzsche is? Nietzsche Nietzsche. Uh, I do not. Okay, so he was a he was a German philo- philo- philosopher. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was an existential philosopher. He talked about existentialism, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he stated that he wrote a, a book titled "Thus Spoke Zarathustra." Zara Zarathustra. Zarathustra, there you go. Um, basically, the, the the pivotal character within the the religion of Zoroastrianism, and mm-hmm. he, through that text, and and it's something that he discusses discusses as well, is that um, he dictated that within the course of over the course of time, there's there's always a there are always certain individuals that rise up and present ideas that were I guess revolutionary um, yeah. he called them he called these individuals ubermensch overman uh, I mean obviously he was re- mm. referring to men but I honestly don't see a reason why it could be either um, yeah yeah but but he basically stated that there will always, always be individuals you know who have new teachings and desires and who, who will mentor people and it will really change the way people think right Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, obviously, this always operates on 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 the the idea that that individual is always the, you know, he's the new he or she is the new new kid on the block, and everyone else will be following him, but him or her. But yeah. along the concept of apprentice and master, yeah, do you think that it is appropriate for the apprentice to exceed the master, or for the child to exceed the parent or for the student to exceed the teacher for sure 100 percent. yes 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 right. and you know sir do you have any more to say uh, uh well i i i had uh, i i was gonna ask you that then uh once i got your answer well you said yes okay, um, okay sorry uh, i i imagine I, I also wanted to state do in terms of parent child do you think that parents really want to see their children outdo them especially in ways that children may differ from them or Mm-mm-mm. do you think that they will be comfortable even seeing that because people can say what they say but in your own opinion do you think that parents are generally comfortable with that um <laughs> first off it's it, i guess it's it's quite you know you can see it through patterns of history that there is always going to be somebody somewhere somehow that is going to rise above right that's the mm-hmm. only way the only way that we're going to see some form of change and stuff that can adapt to mm. a, a moving, you know, a forward-thinking world, to say the least. It's, yeah. You know, without without the French Revolution, we won't be able to have, you know, legality, equality, and all brotherhood exactly. and stuff. Um, without certain things, we won't be able to have democracy, mm. without this and that. Um, and actually, a really interesting point, um, a really interesting theory that's been brought up by a woman, I forgot what her name was, um, and I, I've been dipping in and out of it, was the concept of intersectionality, which is, um, you know, being able to look into various aspects of life and seeing how 
So you know your life, your family, your economic stability, your your sexual orientation, um, and how it creates your own little world of um, privileges and disprivileges, and that is becoming more and more like common, and it's becoming more and more talked about, and it's a really new theory that developed over the past decade, if I'm not mistaken. So it's it's quite fresh. And she, she, the person who created, uh, who kind of brought that out to light for the first place, um, will definitely be somebody um, who falls under that rising above stance um, within society to try to make the world think a little bit more. Um, but the question of rising above, regardless of, in sort of a hierarchical positioning um, type situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I definitely will say the person who learns um, from a master or from a parent will somehow, some way, just be a little bit better than the person who, who yeah. you know, because one, the way they learn and then the environment that they learn in is a lot different from what their parents are going to be. Unless, you know, you copy almost exactly the same life. You know, if I grew up in the village exactly. and stuff and all, like, if that's all my worldview is, and that's fine if I don't have access to the internet. Like yeah. that will, you know. But it has to be. It's too calculated of a of a environment for us to have anything like that. Yeah. Um. There was a brief moment in time where I actually sat next to my father and I picked up his cigarette box and I was like, Oh yeah. Right. And then he was like, and he actually yelled at me. He was like, You put it away, put it down, don't. And I was like, Why you smoke? Um. And he was like, Because I raised you better. And I was like, Oh, okay, interesting. You know, the one oh, thing I will yeah. say. As much as I will disagree with my parents, I can always, you know, respect them because they have allowed me to be, you know, expansive enough in yeah. seeing different points and seeing different views and to oppose them and to go above and beyond them. Um, and a lot of that comes from a lot of pressure and making sure, like, you know, do well, try to do well in school. Because my parent, my mom was not a solid A student. She told me, but now... I try to be, I am, and I'm very hard on myself, and I try to achieve, but I think it's it's expected, I don't want to say expect. yeah, definitely would be expected, and it's necessary for those to exceed um, their successor, to say, yeah, to exceed um, the person above them, because without, without it, um, we won't see any sense of difference within the world, we won't see any sense of innovation or creativity or any form of change, you know, like if I if Mr. Netzer has one way of doing your book, um, great, good for him. But mm -hmm. I knew the way I did it, and I knew the way I did it was to make it fast and efficient and able to you know get through by the deadline at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I want to live. And my child, God forbid, will <laughs> will probably exceed me. Um, it's going to be a harsh competition for him yeah. or for her, but they probably will exceed me somehow. But yeah, God's interesting. <laughs> well, that concluded this month's podcast. Thank you very much, Hussein. You're welcome. Thank you for having on. It's always a pleasure, man. Well, Damn. thank you very much for tuning in to my extended attempts to pre preserve my shitty accent. This has been Shafik <laughs> signing out. Bye. See you next month.